Welcome to another edition of the YXC Sports Podcast. Of course, we are live on Facebook on the Wendell Clark's Classic Grill and Bar Facebook page. So hello to everybody that is watching on there. Mr. Ray Morrison, it's the first day of June. You know what that means? Our drop uh, date, as you mentioned, is June 1st, a week today. Restaurants like this can partially open and we'll get the next phase of this economy in our great province uh, rolling again. So it's... uh, very exciting for the people who uh, miss coming into Wendell Clark's Pub and Grill. And there's a lot of people that miss coming in here. A lot of people, though, have been phoning and getting their orders because the food's been great. But uh, for people to come in and enjoy the enjoy the scenery, enjoy a cold one, enjoy the game on the televisions, uh, we are days away now, which is which is pretty exciting. How was the weekend? Uh, the weekend was good. You know where we took your niece was to a Quance Avenue clang and bang so did i tell you about that yeah the yeah. Uh, the city trucks and yeah. the, the city workers so um you know you take a look at what's on your television now and there's just so much you know just um uh, so much disruption going on all over in many facets um you know to see what we've seen on the streets of north america has not been great so saturday night we go to quants avenue and they've done this for and there's been a little bit of media coverage about this too uh but for since covid 19 settled in uh what they've been doing on quants avenue is people have been taking out their pots and their their clangers and they've been making noise and they've been having parades up the street we took in a classic car uh parade one night uh, on the weekend, it was the city vehicles. There was a street sweeper and a fire truck and a grader and all sorts of stuff from the city. And they raise money every week for things like the Friendship Inn and the food bank and uh, places like that. So that's been uh, it's, it was really neat to be a part of that. Uh, so we went to our second one of those and we took your niece, uh, year and a half old Grace. She enjoyed that. So yeah. it was a it was a lot of fun. What about yeah, you? It looked fantastic. Yeah, it was uh, It was good. It was windy this weekend, but I got some grace visits in as well, so uh, that was fantastic. Uh, unfortunately, a little bit of a somber weekend, especially uh, on the university campus. Yeah. The longtime uh, public dress announcer for the University of Saskatchewan Husky men's hockey team, Bruce Gordon, uh, passed away. Uh, he had been there for 30-plus years, yeah. and, and when you think of Husky hockey, one of the first people you think of is Bruce Gordon, which is pretty significant considering that he never played never coached for the huskies he yep. was just that voice in the rink so uh, he definitely left his mark on on the community so i got to know bruce um uh, he passed away in the weekend of heart failure uh he was a saskatoon product but lived in regina and i didn't know this but you had to know bruce because as soon as i read it in his obituary you went yeah that's bruce so Bruce used to do uh, weekend mornings and afternoons as he was going to university. He also did some broadcasting on CKOM radio. And one of the things, and I remember having to do this when I was at, at CKOM in the 1980s was ski reports. So he would do the ski reports and he would go at Wapiti, you know, eight inches of uh, fresh powdered snow, conditions are great. Uh, you know, uh, and then he'd go Big Lonely and he'd read that. And then he'd go out to... Banff and out to Jasper, and he would read all of these locations. So you'd have, you know, Wapiti, here's the conditions, and then Blackstrap, here's the conditions, and Big Lonely, here's the conditions, and here's the conditions out in Banff and Jasper. It took a while for CKOM Radio to realize that there was no such thing as Big Lonely Mountain. <laughs> he made it up. 
So Bruce always had sort of a mischievous side to him. Uh, I remember sitting in the newsroom with him, and he'd answer the phone, and he'd put somebody on hold, continue a conversation, knowing full well what the caller was looking for, and he'd pick up the phone and go, yes, I've just run a computer check of our FM files. No such thing in 1982 <laughs> to 83, right? So he had that mischievous side to him, but um, uh, certainly a mainstay um, at with that Huskies men's hockey program. So Bruce is going to be missed for sure. Um, you know, I remember we, Bruce and I did play-by-play for the campus radio station back in the days when Dave King was the coach of the Huskies men's team. And he just had a terrific call. He was a talented guy, uh, went on to be a child psychologist. Um, so we're certainly, we're certainly missing Bruce mm-hmm. for sure. Yep. It's a bit of a, bit of a tough weekend, but, um, and I also like what was said in his obituary here. Um, at the very end of it today, it said, in lieu of flowers, just be kind to a stranger. Yeah. And I thought, there you go. That's, that's Bruce to a T. The uh, best, the, again, we are live on the Wendell Clark's uh, Facebook page. Yep. The best part about that, people can follow along. And I actually received a text from a listener oh. uh, or a viewer. And the text uh, is from uh, your wife. And it says, tell dad there was no fire truck. That's misleading. Oh, really? Wasn't there a fire truck? Not, oh, la- sure not this was? past Sunday. Oh, okay. Or Saturday. Maybe okay. past Saturday. But uh, thank you for Susan for that oh, comment. Okay. Um, the maybe NHL it's all running together. <laughs> maybe, it's, maybe it's a scene I saw on television. The NHL return to play has finally been approved, so we <laughs> will have hockey yeah. uh, eventually. 24 teams. Each conference will have a host city. Las Vegas, uh, Chicago, Pittsburgh, Dallas, Toronto, Edmonton. They're all in the running to be this host city or this hub city. Uh, the last two rounds will be a best of seven. The okay. first few rounds uh, have been uh, to be determined in terms of how many games they go. This will happen in phases. So phase two is going to be the facilities can start to reopen and players and teams can start practicing. Of course, there'll be no physical contact uh, or anything like that. That's probably going to happen relatively soon. And then the phase three, when they can actually start doing some full-on team activities and getting ready to play meaningful hockey, yeah. is going to happen no earlier than the first half of July. So still a little bit ways of a ways away, yeah. but... Definitely optimism from uh, if you're a fan of the NHL or hockey that uh, we are going to see some hockey this yeah. summer. People are clamoring for something to watch. Yeah. You know, and I think even with an empty arena and maybe some modifications to the rules, people are still clamoring for some live sports to happen. And, I, you know, that's all fine and dandy. I just find it remarkable, though, that remember in 2000, was 2005 blackout year? 2004, 2005. 2005. Everybody knew going into that that labor strife was going to cost us a season. But now we've got a pandemic that is global, and nobody's, t- you know, the NHL is going to great lengths to give out a, to give out a Stanley Cup on this year, and it's just kind of bizarre to me that um, this is a situation where they're going to move all ends of the earth to give out a Stanley Cup in July this year in the midst of a pandemic. Yet everybody knew during the lockout year because of the labor strife that uh, there was, there wasn't going to be a. There wasn't going to be a, you know, a Stanley Cup given out. Just, it's, it's, it's just kind of strange to me. It's just that they're, they're going to, to this level to give out a cup in the midst of a pandemic. I'm not sure why we're not writing off the season other than money and television money and covering salaries. And, and that I get to a point. Well, and there was a comment, too, that was basically just said it would have been too easy not to give out the Stanley Cup this year. Right? Like, that's obviously the obvious solution. Solution. Yeah. But I... 
they don't want the obvious solution, which I, as a sports fan, am totally okay with. Uh, there will be daily testing as well for uh, players. You don't know what I was going to ask you. You uh, had purchased tickets for an Oiler Flames game. Yes. Did you ever get reimbursed? Finally. Did you I get reimbursed? Got, a, got an email uh, towards the end of last week saying okay. that our tickets will be reimbursed. And you know why? Because Gary Bettman announced in his big return to play thing last week that the 2019-2020 se- uh, regular season has officially been concluded. So all the stats up until March 12th uh, were set in stone um, because up until then the game had just been postponed, ah. which is <laughs> odd. So you did get reimbursed. So I did get reimbursed. Oh, good. But yeah, good. it's just the weirdest. <laughs> yeah, that is kind of odd. The actually. weirdest thing. Uh, we are a week away from phase three in the province. Yep. We are live on the Wendell Clark's uh, Classic Grill and Bar Facebook page. Thanks for everybody to everybody for tuning in. Right now at Wendell Clark's Classic Grill and Bar, they're offering daily specials starting at just $10 when you order curbside pickup, like their family combo feature, two Wendell burgers and four mini burgers, or six hand-breaded chicken tenders with fries for just 30 bucks. Stay safe and eat great with Wendell Clark's Classic Grill and Bar on the corner of Circle and Idlewild. Of course, that phone number to call is 306-382-1717. Food's fantastic. I had the ch- the breaded chicken yes ten years last time I was here. Oh, did you? Yes. Yeah. Very good. Very yeah. good. It's um, all uh, it is all good stuff. Fantastic. Yep. You forgot your show notes for. Today. I did. You know I. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I kind of scrambled to get here last week. They were giving me a tough time because I was late. They said, "Well, don't you just roll in, Joe Hollywood?" I had my notes. I had everything I needed. This week I didn't. Don't have my <laughs> notes on me. I don't. Uh, Seemed okay. to have misplaced my wallet. Just imagine it's a I trade wreck. Just imagine I got a cape on my back, <laughs> just a Superman cape. Are your, shoulders, are your shoulders tired? Just, yeah, exactly. Yep. Yeah. Uh, speaking of the NHL, well, they're playing. Speaking of sports starting up, of course, uh, lots of questions in terms of when the CFL is going to be starting up. Yep. Uh, it's probably going to be no earlier than September. But last week it was announced that the CFL is allowing teams to open their facilities depending on where your province is at uh, in terms of these phases and these guidelines. So it must be permitted by the provincial government. Saskatchewan can open June 8th, the riders, because that's when phase three and gyms are open. Yep. The Stampeders on June the 4th, so later this week. The Argonauts on June the 8th, and uh, the Montreal Alouettes have no plans right now to, to open their uh, facilities, and the BC Lions are waiting approval uh, there. But another reason to be optimistic, I think that this yep. is kind of – Step number one in terms of getting back to, to playing meaningful football or hockey or whatever it may be. Boy, it, it is going to be a dire situation for the Canadian Football League if they don't get people into the stands this year. I mean, it's not something that you can kind of just suspend and then start up again because so many people are in this ticket-driven league rely on the jobs that they have, right? And if, if a bunch of people in your organization, if you just suddenly suspend – everything and then think that you could rehire everyone back it's it's not that easy in the sports world so um best case scenario would be a september start at a shortened season because if there is no 2020 gray cup boy that's it is going to be tough for the canadian football league to get going in 2021 um i think it'll happen i mean i'm old enough to remember the days in the 19 70s and 80s when there were actual telethons to keep the team alive the Saskatchewan Rough Riders right farmers were bringing their grain to the stadium to sell I mean I remember those days right Uh, so I think the league will find a way forward and through but it's it's not going to be easy if there is no 2020 championship 
Well, like the NHL, it's, you know, I mean, maybe the CFL uh, a little bit different than the NHL in terms yep. of money. I think the CFL might just be hoping to keep the league alive at that point. Yeah. But still, yeah. they're going to do everything in their power that they can to ensure that the season you know, yeah. this this pandemic you know, doesn't cause the right. league to fold. And through it all, I mean, whether you're talking about the National Hockey League that's probably looking forward to television money or the Canadian Football League, which really needs, uh, you know, that ticket-driven revenue that they get, what happens if players get come down with the virus? You know, like, boy, it's... It's tough. You know, you, you get things in a dressing room like a flu bug or a mono or anything like that. They are tough to get out of dressing rooms. And uh, something like this, boy, it's, it, it, a lot of precautions need to be taken here in order to, to keep everybody safe. And I just wonder what that looks like going forward. And if there is a, um, a spike in one area within one team, what does that look like? And that's another thing that these leagues really, and I know there's been discussions about this, but that's one thing that these leagues really have to be mindful of here. I like the NHL of the daily testing. I like that kind yep. of mode, and I think Absolutely. something like that could be definitely uh, you know, seen in other leagues. The NBA, uh, I think, is going to get started or going to try to get started at the end of July as well. That's kind of when their target date to, to get back rolling. Okay. Are they talking about empty stages? July 31st. Yep. I would assume so. Yep. Kind of maybe hub cities like the, the NHL. Okay. Uh, Major League Baseball, of course, any other year, Major League Baseball would be in full swing right now. Uh, There's a little bit of a disagreement between the players and the owners in Major League Baseball. They're going back and forth on a length of season. The players have proposed a 114-game season. Meanwhile, the owners have proposed something closer to 50 or 60 games. Uh, Where's your head at on that? Well, they'll have to meet somewhere in the middle because – all of your pay is going to be retro to how many games you play, right? So Major League Baseball is asking for 50 to 60 because it's less than 114 that you have to pay your players. So the two sides will be going back and forth on that. Um, And again, I'm just trying to get my head around what an empty NBA stadium or an empty baseball stadium is going to look like. It is going to be strange for the next little while. Uh, Yeah. What about like doubleheaders? You know, sometimes when games get rained out in the MLB for doubleheaders, yep. they've got to play doubleheaders to make up the game. Now, obviously, you wouldn't be able to do that every single day. Yep. Baseball is already, you know, a hard enough grind playing every day. Um, but what about, you know, a doubleheader three or four times a week to make up, you know, some of those games? Boy, that's putting your players through a lot. I don't know if the, I don't know if the Players Association yeah. will go through that. I mean, if you're going to have two to three doubleheaders a week. For sure. I think I think the Players Association might be shutting that down, especially when you're talking about keeping at bay a pandemic, which if your system is a little bit weaker or you don't have as much energy, you might have a little more trouble fighting off. Mm-hmm. Right. So I, I'm not sure that would be I'm not sure that would be a, an option that the association would go for. But we'd have to wait and see what the next pitch would be for Major League Baseball. Just something that crossed my mind as yeah. I was making show yeah. notes for, for this week. Uh, the Washington Nationals uh, originally came out and said that they weren't going to be paying their minor leaguers. So some of the players stepped up, and this is really cool. Some of the players stepped up for the Nationals and said, we'll cover it. And the team has since retracted that statement and will now pay their players, their minor league players, yeah. the $400 a week uh, until the end of June. That reminds me of when the pandemic first broke. And remember, some teams were saying, well, we can't pay our concession staff. Mm-hmm. And in the meantime, players are getting, you know, their full salaries. 
this kind of reminds me of that a little bit where yeah. eventually some teams actually were shamed into paying some of their rink employees. This kind of reminds me a little bit of that, that the Nationals step up. And we'll see, you know, if other teams followed suit or not. Well, the Cincinnati Reds have already come out and said that they are going to pay their minor league players all the way until September. Okay. So good for the uh, Cincinnati Reds. The Chicago White Sox, Baltimore Orioles, Arizona Diamondbacks, New York Mets, the Tampa Bay Rays, the Cardinals uh, have all announced that they're going to be paying their players through June as well. Uh, The beauty part about me uh, bringing all the show notes today is that you get to be in charge of the timer. Oh, there you go. To make sure that we don't... uh, we don't go over okay. over time this week. So three and a half um, minutes. There you go. So uh, <laughs> Chris Cuthbert, good friend of ours. Yep. I'm going to call him a good, good friend of, of mine. yours. Yeah, I'll yeah. call him a good friend of mine. I, yeah. We chat. Yeah. Um, did a article with Chris O'Leary on CFL.ca about the most memorable memorable games that Chris Cuthbert has ever called. Number one, of course, was the golden goal at 2010 Vancouver Olympics. Sidney Crosby's Crosby's overtime winner. And then number nine on that list was the Saskatchewan Rough Riders Montreal Alouettes Canada Day game from 2010, which went into like three or four overtimes. I was there for that one. The final was like 54 or 51 or something like that. You've been around the block a time or two. What are some of your... <laughs> what are some of your most memorable uh, games that you were behind the mic for? That I was behind the mic for? Or on the sidelines. On the sidelines for, okay. Um, well, I, I do remember um, the 1989 Grey Cup game at the Sky Dome, and I wasn't part of a network that had live coverage of it, but uh, to see Dave Ridgway kick that field goal in 1989 in a 43-40 win was uh, pretty spectacular. Um, uh, again, I, and, and it didn't dawn on me until after. Uh, but when the Riders won the 2013 Grey Cup, remember all the pressure that was on them? They went out and got G. Roy Simon. Darian Durant was at quarterback. They were taking on the Hamilton Tiger Cats, and they won that game. And it was actually the great George Reed that put this into perspective for me, and it didn't dawn on me, on me, uh, on me until he said this. But I said, well, George, I said, that was pretty exciting. What do you think? Darian Durant, first Grey Cup win as a starter after the heartbreaks in 2009 and 2010. And George Reed looked at me and said, Ray, he says, you just witnessed the biggest game in Saskatchewan Rough Rider history. Mm. That's coming from George Reed, right? And then after he said that, I kind of played the game back in my mind with just the scene at Taylor Field. You know, everybody knew that there was a new stadium coming, but Taylor Field was the site of so many historic games that I had just witnessed probably the most historic game was, was pretty incredible. So I would probably say that in, in working mode, that 2013 Grey Cup game would probably be, be up there. But, it, again, it took George Reed to put it into perspective <laughs> for me that it was. Yeah. I think my most memorable one would probably be uh, when I was uh, a color analyst for, well, for the past two seasons with the University of Saskatchewan Huskies yeah. football team. But uh, the 2018 Hardy Cup Championship, because they just went into Calgary and they – beat up on the Calgary Dinos. Yeah, they did. It was yeah, fantastic. They, yeah. 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 yeah, well, you saw a team that just, you know. Tyler Chow in, in his final, yeah. it wasn't his final game, but his final Canada West game ran yeah. for 200-plus yards in his hometown of Calgary. That well, was one thing you'll hear some coaches say in football is, up front, every game's won in the trenches, and it's time to, quote, impose our will. That's what a coach will tell their players. And in that game that you're talking about, you're right. The Huskies yep. stomped them, and that that was just a team imposing its will on another team to to win the Canada West final. So that's a good one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. Well, and it was the first Husky Hardy Cup since 2006. Yes, it was. It was. Right? Yep. So they yeah. ended a, no. a long drought that way as well. 
I think that pretty much wraps up our time for it this does. week. So thanks uh, a bunch for following along. Big thanks to our sponsor, Wendell Clark's Classic Grill and Bar. Hope you enjoyed the Facebook show. See you down here June 8th. Yep. Right? At Gary probably Byron at Doyle. 50% capacity, yep. but uh, it'll, be, it'll be great to have people back in here for sure. And, of course, you can uh, listen to this on all of your favorite streaming services as well as uh, you can head over to our website and our Facebook page and our Instagram page. We are on all these social media. Stitcher. Now. Stitcher. Very Spotify. Good. Spot, yes. Very good. You want to keep listening to them all? No, I've got, got that's, okay. that's all I got. <laughs> Thanks a bunch. Stay safe, <laughs> and we'll talk to you next week.